I-9 varsity of unisex names this past segment. Yeah. From the texture, we got some suggestions. All right, what was it? Billy. I had an aunt named Billy. Taylor. Oh, that's a good one. I have a female friend named Taylor. And Ed, short for Edwina. I don't know an Edwina. I don't know an Edwina. Yeah. I like all those names. Josh, Sue, Sean, welcome to the program, brother. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, it's just super loud. Man, it's rocking out there. Rocking out there. Well, you know, Salt Lake City, Utah is known for being the rock and roll capital of the United States of America. So, of course. That's that's Cleveland. Oh, sorry. You're you're thinking of the jazz epicenter of this country. That's why they're called the Utah Jazz, right? It's where jazz was invented. That's 100% why they are called the Utah Jazz. Yep. Exactly. Nothing to do with them moving from New Orleans and being too cheap to get, buy new uniforms or ever change it since then. Tale as old as time. I wanted to be the first one to congratulate Pedro Lopez on his 1,000th career victory. <laughs> Not you, though, Josh? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> it stinks, man. It's like three straight games. It's like that- a tough one. It's three straight games that he's been at 999 and three straight games in which they've had the lead. And you're like, all right, tonight's the night. Make sure we get the baseball. Make sure we got the graphic ready for the Twitter machine. You know, like all that kind of stuff. We got the PA announcement ready, like all, all that kind of stuff. <sighs> yeah. It'll make it that much sweeter when it happens tonight. I'm usually busy Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Correct. Sush. But for you and the boys, I got an inning in me whenever you want it. (laughs) I can pipe some sliders in there. They can catch up with my heater, but you can't see the slider. Well, we saw that literally when you guys showed the first pitch, last homestand. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like this is things that we have not been seen before. (laughs) I believe Hunter Stovall can put in a good word for you. He was your catcher, right? Yep. You know, hopefully he's number one on your reference list. He didn't even have to frame it. There you go. I, I'm going to bring you some encouraging words, Josh. Um, you're talking about getting to win number 1,000 for Pilo, and now it's taking them three games to get there. It took the Miami Heat three games to get to just four wins. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So this is like a very similar scenario, which makes tonight the night. Yes, absolutely. And the exact same at stake as well. So, I mean, it's very similar the way I see it, the – at least the approach or, or every single thing about it. Yeah. The, do you, does it feel like, is it like a conversation, though? Is, does it feel like one of those, like, oh, milestone hump. Ah, oh, like, here comes the slump. Here comes, the, like, is, is that at all being joked about around the clubhouse? I don't know how many players know that he's at 999. Uh, okay. Oh, so they're not playing to win for the skipper. Okay. Mm. So, well, the bullpen's now, not. here's the thing. If they're looking at the game notes, then you're, they're aware. If they're listening to your program or to my broadcast or – like other things like that, then they are aware of it. You have to remember, our roster changes so much, guys. Right. <laughs> like, it's, like every day there's just a whole bunch of new people. Like today, I'm in the dugout sitting next to Daniel Cope, and I see someone at the other end, and I go, hey, Daniel, who's that guy again? You know, because I don't want to make a fool of myself because we have, we've had so many new players that arrive constantly. So in defense of whoever in the clubhouse may not know that, Pedro Lopez is at 999 wins. They just got here yesterday or the day before that or right. the day before that, you know. Do we got a new guy up from AA or did Forrest Stolting get a haircut? Who, who is that guy? <laughs> well, today we have, so the starting pitcher tonight is Noah Davis. We have had 
He is the seventh different starting pitcher in the last seven games. And if you want to go back the last two weeks, we've had nine different starting pitchers over the last two weeks now. And the total is 14 starting pitchers total, 14 different starting pitchers total through 52 games, which even by AAA standards, that's a bit high. It's a little high. That's a bit high, you know. Um, and, yeah, um, Brian Servin. So Brian Servin gets scratched like 30 minutes before yesterday's game. And any time that a guy's been in the big leagues and he gets scratched and it's like, ooh, who's he going to the big leagues? Unfortunately, no, he's going to the injured list. And we also had another catcher, Jonathan Morales, go on the injured list earlier in the day. So we had one healthy catcher yesterday. So you just can't do that. You need reinforcements. And so, yes, Jose Cordova has been added another catcher so that we can um, have a backup catcher. Josh, is there a stat in the works? Because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. For pitching in the PCL, when you got to go up to Salt Lake, when you got to do Nevada, when you got to pitch in Albuquerque, is there like a PCL adjusted stat to really rate our pitchers? Because Noah Davis can sling it, he's a baller, but his stats don't look like what I see when I'm seeing him on the mound. You know, so I, I'm sure it exists. Now, there's not as many of those type of stats in the minor leagues as there are in the major leagues, you know, where it's like, you right. know, weighted, adjusted, and ballpark factors and things like that. It could probably be done because once you have the formula, then all you have to do is kind of put it in. And now that we get all these new research tools that we have at our disposal because of the automatic ball strike system and all these cameras that are all over the place, it'd probably be even easier in order to come up with that. I know that before the pandemic, I was keeping track of basically Albuquerque's ERA at the high altitude ballparks and at the non, you know, at, the, at sea level, you know, and it was like a good two to three runs per right. game higher uh, at that, you know, again, Salt Lake, Reno, Las Vegas, El Paso, and Albuquerque. Uh, and then Colorado Springs back in the day when they used to be in the league too. And, um, you know, now that we're only 10 teams, and I think it's what, five or six of them are at the high altitude places. Um, I mean, when Chris Forbes was in town on the last homestand, he's the farm director. And he said, I don't even look at ERA anymore. Right. He said flat out on the record, I don't look at ERA anymore because if someone has a good ERA in Albuquerque, that means they need to be in Denver. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good point. The, the unimaginable happened last night as the Oakland Athletics walked off the Atlanta Braves and they won their second series of the season, Josh. Hey, hey. Did, and uh, they beat the Braves. Did, did young Josh Sushan celebrate at heart? Was he... Were you able to relive the glory days ever so briefly last night? <laughs> now, you guys told me, you guys informed me, as someone who grew up as an A's fan, about how the A's are, they have to use the old-fashioned way of relaying signals. D- does the other team have to do the same thing, or do they go into Oakland thinking, oh, no, we can get away with this new way with speakers? I think, Is that why the A's won? I think other teams that go into Oakland are thinking about want to get away with Southwest Airlines yeah. because they're in Oakland. Oh, Oakland's beautiful. Oakland's it fabulous. Is Lake Alameda. Barrett, the Oakland Hills. Now, the Coliseum site itself, eh, you know, it's a bit older, but Jack London Square is fabulous. Downtown Oakland's neat. Gorgeous places all over the city of Oakland. The best part about Oakland is the Bay Bridge when you're leaving Oakland. Aw. Ouch. <laughs> Just, hey, in the Braves' defense. In the Braves' defense. The A's walked it off on a... Uh, Austin Riley third base error. So there is that. They didn't necessarily earn it per se. That's a good get, Josh, right? At one point, Oakland was a city of champions. 
Raiders, Warriors, A's, the 70s. Unfortunately, the Coliseum looks the exact same as it did in the 70s. Oh, man. That's the problem. They will forever have beautiful uniforms, though, and so they have that going for them. Yes. The University of Oregon and everyone else, they can thank Charlie Finley and the A's of the 70s for leading the way ahead of their time. Coco Crisp looked cool with the batting helmet on. There was that for a minute. Yep, that was cool. High socks with stripes, always killer. Is Coco Crisp or Coco Montes your guys' favorite Coco? I'm going to go with hot. Mm, strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Because Coco Montes homered for a third straight game yesterday. It's unreal. Dude, so He's st- only taken one day off the whole year. Okay. I mean, And if it was up to him, he was probably not happy that he took that day off. Got to start a new Iron Man streak. Seriously. When you're that close, I think you do get mad. Like, if, like, the plan is for the organization to play you, how many minor league games do we play? 150. 150. If they're like, yeah, you played 149 out of 150, you do. That's, like, under your craw (laughs) a little bit. So I I just did the numbers here. On these three home runs yesterday from Otani and Trout, 1,400 feet (laughs) home runs. What? What, boys? No, you know what, actually? Um. Out of all of the whole, like, oh, exit velocity and launch angle and all that kind of stuff, distance of home runs, like truly accurate distance of home runs, is my favorite part about all of these cameras. Because you guys remember this in the 2000s when it was just like some dude in the press box that kind of had a grid and was just kind of like guessing or whatever. Yeah. And I remember hearing players, oh, no, that was 500. Bro, that was 520. Easy. Like, yeah. easy 520, bro. <laughs> you know, like mocking, like, the distance of home runs and, and – now we actually know. We know for sure. We know exactly how long. And I, I, as someone who's a stickler for details, I like that we have accurate details on exactly how far home runs go. My favorite part, Van, was that that second one that Otani hit, that one that touched the sun, was off Lance <laughs> Lynn, and I like it when bad things happen to him. Ooh. Ouch. He just talks a lot. That. He just talks a lot. Talk Josh, a today's I-9 Varsity was the varsity of unisex names. And I'd like to remind you, on our Albuquerque Isotopes, we have a Logan, Ooh. a Blair, Count it. a Reagan, yes. and an Aaron. We also have an El Cris. I don't know if that's unisex. Probably close. Okay. Who's on the pregame, Josh? Ben Bramer, who got warmed up with, um, with Van on Friday. And then, you know, and now we're going for basically part two of that interview is tonight. Stoked. We're, we're cutting you loose, brother. All right. Final words, man. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out every morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. And Isaiah cut off Josh, but he was trying to say talk to you next time, which is very nice. He will. Isaiah, no final words for Isaiah. Good job, everyone. GG. See you, brother. Okay.